0: Oh shit, you are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet up in flames Brought to you by your boy Mo Murphy This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with another episode of Up In Flames. Today, I got a special guest, Garrett Owens, running back for Duquesne University. So, Garrett, I'm going to give the floor to you. Go ahead and say what's up to everybody and just kind of give us an introduction on yourself.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm a grad transfer into Duquesne University down in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I started off my over at Mercer University, which is a D2 school in the PSAC, uh, known as the PSAC, it's just a conference. It's uh, the state of Pennsylvania. You know, a lot of a lot of good competition coming out of there. You got yeah, Mercer, St. Slippery Rock. Um, you know, on the west side, and a lot of good east teams. You know, you got you know the whole conference is is great competition. You know, every team that I've played, it's all three have been. I was pretty successful there i got redshirted, and that's why i'm grad transferring i got that fifth year um you know my sophomore year my redshirt freshman year um i, I earned a starting spot after like week three and then continue to just earn that position you know throughout my career there until my senior year um my, my freshman year i had almost 900 rushing yards uh, I don't remember every stat. Um, my sophomore year, I had a good season. You know, I, think I broke a record. Um, it was like one of my highlights from that year. Um, it was real close to a thousand rushing yards, and, and uh, the record that I had was just it was four hundred twenty all-purpose yards, um, twenty-one rushes for two seventy, and three touchdowns. So you know, four hundred twenty all-purpose was like stuff I was throwing up in high school and. You know to do that in a college game was definitely, definitely an accomplishment of mine. Uh, I was all conference that year as well. Going into my senior year, I had another good year. Uh, led the team in receptions as well as rushing yards. Uh, broke a thousand my senior year. Uh, you know, just continued to, to lead the team in an offensive perspective. And uh, I had another school record that year. It was, just, it was a ninety-eight. Yard rushing touchdown, I broke against Clarion. I was like backed up in the end zone, and uh, you know, just we, we we ran a lot of power, and I busted power for like 98 yards, but that was something that I remembered, you know, from my senior year. And uh, so you know, overall, I don't want to get into it too much, talk about myself here, but you know, I had, I had a successful career at Mercy as a running back, you know, three. 225 now, and, you know, looking at other running backs in the conference, you know, you don't have a lot of running backs that are like six. They look like tight ends, you
0: know. Yeah, but, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's big for a running back. But, uh,
1: you know, after my, after my senior year of, of college, which would be my redshirt junior year, so I had that fifth year, um, just looking – I wasn't even really considering it um, as far as, like, transferring goes. Like mid season, and then as as the end of the season, you know, just kind of trying to focus on s- football and school and being successful there from week to week. You know, the reality started to set in after like the last game, and uh, like, okay, if I'm gonna come back for a fifth year, am I really gonna, you know, am I really just gonna take a couple classes and just, you know, just settle? Like, I I don't like to be mediocre or anything, so right, yeah, I'm gonna be here and play football and excel there, but I also don't want to like settle for Like a mediocre couple of classes and just like not use them. So, I thought to myself like, okay, well maybe I should consider you know transferring. Like a lot of kids are doing it nowadays, and you know I didn't see it as a bad thing at all. So I just kind of looked into it, looked, researched some schools. Um, I did finance immersive, looked into MBA programs. A lot of schools had good MBA programs all the, all over the nation. I, I was optimistic, you know, going to a good D two conference, so I wasn't like intimidated by D one FBS or FCS. So, you know, I look, I just looked around a couple of schools. But the unique thing about Duquesne was that out of all the schools that I was looking at, you know, they reached out to me out of nowhere. And uh, that was pretty, pretty cool. And then once I got talking to them, what, what position they were in offensively, um, it kind of made me realize that, okay, this is like a, this is a unique opportunity. This is a good opportunity. I had to go after it and I did. And, uh, you know, I've just been working hard this summer. Looking forward to getting on campus and moving down there Monday. So that's – from this podcast, that's five days from now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely excited to get down there. And uh, I've been learning the offense. Everything's clicking. And I'm just excited, you know. Based off this COVID stuff going on, our first game at Air Force, Um, we play another, you know. So that's big school. That'll be that'll be awesome. Uh, we got like Coastal Carolina week three, and so big school. So I'm excited to just uh, earn earn the spot on the team and, and just contribute to to win games and just. That's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. That that's really like that's really dope, man. Is is like the fact that you went D two was big time successful, all conference broke records. I mean, that that 420 yards all-purpose is crazy just because, like you said, you were putting that up in high school. So to go to the next level and do that is like, you know, I feel like, you know, when you do something great at one level, it's like it gets a little bit tougher when you get to college, and then it's going to even look, be a little bit tougher or a lot tougher when you, when eventually you get to the pros. Um, So how has that been, like, because you, you did mention the COVID stuff, how have you been able to work out consistently and, and kind of put in the same work that you've put in the past – Four years or really I say your lifetime of playing football has it stopped you at all.
1: That uh just a local training facility is called fitness in your yeah. Okay. First year I ever went to like a training facility like that, and that helped me a lot, you know going in, staying healthy for all 11 games, you know, being, being able to be durable throughout the season. And this summer, when all this stuff happened, well, actually last spring in March, you know, we all get sent home and all the gyms are closed and we're thinking to ourselves, okay, what are we going to do? Thankfully, I had, you know, some weights at home, like a bench, to squat cleans, you know, hang cleans. I had, you know, dumbbells. So I was able to do what I can, you know based off the knowledge that I've had from working out over the years and just kind of putting together their strength, like a strength phase and power phase from what I had. And um, as far as like, you know, running goes, like, like my brother, is, he's an Erie sheriff. So he's in, he's, he's in law enforcement. And he has this, he has a, uh, it's not like a weight vest that you would see in, in a training facility, yeah, but it's like, it's like a, it's an armor plate vest. So you got one on the front and back and that's like 25 pounds. So I'll do hill sprints with that and stuff like that. Thankfully gyms are open now and that's what I've been doing. But my point is, is that my running and drills, cone drills and things like that didn't really change. Just kind of like didn't have the opportunity to use as heavy of weights and things like that. But so I was definitely able to keep up with it as much as I could, you know, daily. So.
0: Right. So like I said, um, Ultimately, I had read about you on an NFL Draft Diamonds interview. So I guess with being in an interview with people who scout, um, especially like the smaller schools, the D2 schools, the NAIAs, the the FCS schools, when did it become real to you that you would actually have an opportunity to go to the NFL? Because I know you're going to play your fifth year, but like, when did you have a realization, whether it was in high school, college, or anything like that, that you thought like, man, I could go to the NFL. Like, when did it become real?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to kind of walk around and carry myself like, you know, hey, I'm entitled to doing this or doing that or like everything in my mind says, like, you got to earn it. So as far as that goes, the, the reality kind of hit me my junior year of college when there was a kid on my team and other kids, there's always been kids through the throughout the peace act that get shots and even make the NFL. Like I said, in my interview, there was a kid from slippery rock that, that I played against that's that made it, He was in the league for, for years. And I think still is, but there was a kid on my team um, who, you know, he got a shot and went to a camp, you know, and, just hearing from somebody on my team, getting scouted, going to a camp and you know, looked at, he he didn't end up making the team, but just the reality that, look, scouts are looking, they're going to invite you. So when that opportunity comes for me, all the preparation that I'm doing, and then and when that opportunity comes, you know, let's get approved off and earn that. So, so I'm I'm still, my mindset is just, I have I have that mission, but you know I'm just grinding day to day and working towards this upcoming season and just working on the things that I have to do to have a successful season. And then after I have a successful year, the next step is working to get to the combine or pro days or whatever whatever is ahead of me. You know, right? I don't really tend to dwell on the uncertainty of that um, or try and. Predict my future too much or worry about it. You know, I just work hard every day and just make sure I'm doing the daily things to get there. You know what I mean? If you don't do, if you don't do the things on a daily basis, weekly basis, and set goals in that and that aspect, then you know. I don't
0: know. Right. So, um, because you're a running back, and there's, there's always talks about you know, in the league that the shelf life of running backs isn't as long. Um, realistically, besides linemen, I feel like, when, especially when we talk about skill positions, running backs take a bigger beating than quarterbacks, wide receivers. Y'all get hit on a constant basis. You know, you're, you're expected mm. to break tackles. You're expected to protect the quarterback. There's an overall responsibility. Now you guys are more pass-catching backs also. Y'all are more involved in the pass game than ever before. Mm. Um, how do you feel about that? Because... They say the shelf life and teams are hesitant to pay running backs in the long term but then right as the, right in the time of that you see Ezekiel Elliott get a 6-year deal, you see McCaffrey get a record-breaking deal, and then you see a workhorse like Derrick Henry who just pounds the ball, he gets a long-term big money deal. So with you being a running back, like how do you feel about that look on running backs in that aspect and the way it's going?
1: Yeah, so like you were saying, you know, it's like an average. I was thinking about this. It's like an average of three years or four years, you know. So, so. I was just thinking, we were talking we were talking about versatility, and then you have backs with a real narrow skill set for short yardage or something like that where they're kind of getting the ball, making a cut, north, whatever it may be, you know. Like there's some backs that are kind of in between, but I feel like there's like really versatile, and then there's kind of a narrow skill set, you know what I mean? Right. So – as far as looking at types of players like that, you know, rookie contracts tend to be, you know, for three to four years. And you're not like the odds that, you know, running back gets hurt quarterback, like all the risk. back, I think is higher than the average player. And I don't know, like as far as teams like being hesitant to pay more, I mean, you have some backs, you know. I mean, you're talking about big deals. Like, even a, a lower-end contract, for me, because I'm not in the NFL.
0: Right. Like,
1: I mean, you're talking millions of dollars. Like, I would – I don't know. It's, it's a tricky thing to think about. Like, it just – I mean, they're comparing themselves to other players who are getting paid, like, a whole lot. Like, you look at Mahomes, and then you got the best running back in the league that's not even comparable. So, it's, it's definitely a big gap but I think as power offenses and like that pro style of just running like, you know, like 21 personnel, we're running like eye formation power. Obviously that is like evolving. Like most teams run a spread and as far as running back goes, you got like McCaffrey, Camara, all these types of backs that are versatile. And I think the running back position itself is just evolving and, the demand to be versatile is going up. And for me, like, that's how I've always played. So, I mean, I kind of, like, even going to Duquesne, they, they have, like, a spread offense. And at mercer's we, we ran more of a power offense. Right. So, and I'm not opposed to that. I like, I like both. I just love football. But, yeah. but I, like I said, I led the team in receptions my last year at mercer's and just the aspect of being versatile is like it's it's a blast i love getting the routes i love running the football i just love you know playing the game in general and uh as far as the pay that's pretty much it like i mean i just i just think about risk and then like if you're more versatile back i think that risk kind of goes down because you're not just getting pounded every play, you know what i mean
0: right right so yeah man it's just it's just dope like you know what i'm saying and then to you know i definitely hope nothing but the best for you going forward um hopefully there is a college football season um has that been like a concern for y'all is that is is, does that get talked about between players i know y'all do a lot of these zoom calls now as opposed to having like regular meetings so it's like the cancellation of a college football season is that a big conversation when you guys get together and talk
1: Yeah, um, as of right now, the, like, the uh, NEC, you know, presidents or, you know, whoever's in charge of the NEC, they sent us all an email, and we've met with our team and everything like that, and we got, like, the news as of right now is that everything's on. Um. Our season got pushed back a week, so it was September 5th, which is our first game against Air Force, but now it's September but there's, like, you know, we're still allowed to play our non-conference games. Um, and our game for Air Force on the 5th is still – we're still out of it. Um, the Patriot League did get canceled because of COVID and everything. And that includes, if I'm right, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Patriot League has Army and Navy. Yeah. So those are obviously two big games for Air Force, and that's one of our biggest games this year um, as far as non-conference games go. and. But, you know, I don't know what Air Force is going to do. As of right now, our 11 games are still on. And uh, I'm moving in in a couple days here. And, you know, we have like a a four-phase process. We've been kind of isolating at home for two weeks just to ensure that we're healthy when we get on campus. And then we have like, you know, two – which are two-week increments. And we're going to slowly kind of work into – going full tilt but it's definitely going to be a process and uh I don't know I've just been doing what I'm doing and uh you know just working working out and doing all the little things you get ready and uh it's all you can do if, if the way I see it is like if we have a season amazing awesome you know we're going to be playing football in the fall but if we don't you know good like I, I see good in both Right. You know, if we play, that's awesome. If we don't, yeah, there's you know, obviously some negatives that come out of it, but, you know, we have time, months, uh, to, to get stronger, faster, prepare, you know, gain chemistry as a team. and Just, you know, there's nothing you can really do. I came from PSAC, and if I was still at right now, we wouldn't be playing. They already canceled their fall season, so it's definitely an interesting time.
0: Yeah, definitely has been an adjustment for all of us. Um, one last thing I just want to talk to you about, you know, before I let you go, is just, like, you know, one thing I read, like I said, I, I read your interview, and, and that's what made me reach out to you, is just, you know, you reading the interview, man, you seemed like you was a really focused guy, but the the thing that stood out the most was when they asked you about your influences, and your answer was the Navy SEALs. Like, you don't see that kind of answer from people that aren't, like, to me that tells a lot about a person, so what is it about the Navy SEALs, um, I'm in the Navy, I'm not a SEAL, but I'm in the Navy, and those are some of the best of the best as far as warriors go in, in the world, let alone in America, let alone in the world, but like I said, it just says a lot about a person and kind of where their focus is and what type of person well, they well. are, so what is it about them that, like, is the ultimate influence for you, like, that? that's what you said when you get asked that question?
1: Yeah. So honestly, like I said, an inter- an interest in the military has always been kind of on my mind after high school. Um, you know, obviously I'm not in the military. It's right. just like I said, you know, it's just not as of right now in my life, it's not, you know, that it's not the right time for me to join. You know, right. I might, I might I, you know, after football's over, after school's over, you know, whether I do or not, you know, the time will come for me to make the decision, but they definitely have a a great influence on me. You know, I don't personally know any Navy SEALs, but I do follow, I do follow what they do, what they live for, what they stand for. And uh, I'm definitely thankful for what they do for our country. And, uh, you know, just the way that the whole process goes of becoming a SEAL, you know, you look at BUDS and, and you look at, you know, the training that they go through, you know, after BUDS and, the missions that go on, just everything, you know, I've, I've been reading books and, um, a big influence of mine, you know, is Jocko Willink. Um, he's got extreme ownership, dichotomy of leadership, all these great books. Um, I follow his podcast too. Um, you know, Sean Ryan, um, you got like Marcus Latrell and everything like that. It's just like being able to push yourself to that limit. is something that I've never done going through buds, going through everything that they do you know what I mean right it's just like it's unbelievable and it's really inspiring you know it's motivating you know what I mean um the discipline that they have you know just reading reading about what they do their never quit mentality like I said in the interview is just something that something that's kind of on my mind every day like you know I've been get I get up at like 4 35 most days of the week to work out and, like, I don't know. It's just a big a big influence on my life and uh, definitely something outside of athletics. And something I try to keep in mind even when I am playing football is, like, look, mm-hmm. us to be able to play football, to play the game is a privilege. We have the freedom to do that because of the sacrifices that they have made. You know what I mean? Yeah. As of right now in the past, the people that's lost their lives. And, like, that's just definitely – it's just, it's just something to stay conscious of on a daily basis. And it just allows you to, to uh, not take things for granted, you know, you know, like coming to, you know, coming to, uh, to a bigger school, you know, you get a lot more, you get a lot more gear and things like that. And I'm not saying everybody takes it for granted by any means, but I think for me, something simple like that, you know, like, you know, Oh, we're in college football, we get gear and all this. And it's like, man, like, The fact that we get gear, we can play football, we can get together as a football team, eat meals together, play the game, you know, it's just, it's a blessing. And, you know, the Navy SEALs are, they're not the only military, like all military too. Like just, you know, just the fact that we have the freedom to do what we do, um, it's just definitely super
0: inspiring for me. Yeah, man. And and like I said, that's just cool that You know, like I said, with that answer and being able to say that, it just, like I said, it does tell a lot about a person. Um, Just the appreciation, because I I was somebody, you know, I I played high school, played college ball, and then the military was an afterthought for me. Like, I was like, I'm never going to join the military. Um, There was a point in time when I was in high school, the Naval Academy came to recruit me, and it was one of those, like, sir, no disrespect, but I don't plan on being in the military. And it's like, look at me now, I'm in the military. But it is something that, we all take everything for granted just as as, as a human race. And so you never yeah, fully right. understand until you actually decide to do that. Like now being on the other side, do I feel like I deserve the same praise as as other guys who actually sacrificed their lives, the SEALs, the, the Army Rangers? No. But it's just when you walk somewhere and you have that uniform on and, and people tell you, thank you for your service. You know, for the longest time, I never knew how to respond. You tell me, thank you for your service. And I'll be like. I mean, I I just, I I go to work every day. It's just a regular job. But then I started learning that you need to thank the people that appreciate you. So now somebody, you know, thank you for your service. I appreciate you. Thank you for your support. You know, because the more time you do, the longer you're in, the, the more you start realizing that people are very proud of what you're doing, whether you're the top guy who does everything to make it shake or you're the bottom guy. But just having that uniform on, people do show High appreciation, Uh but at the same time, you don't want to seem rude and be like, "Yeah, sure, that's just what I do." Like it's you know the same way I get a thank you for your service, I get thank you for your support because it's big for people to see you out in town, don't know you from Lent and go out your way to say you know thank you. Like that's big for them to do that. So so that's definitely big time. But you know that's all the time we gonna have for today. Um, I appreciate you for getting on with me. Um, we definitely gonna be following you here at up in flames um for the podcast we have some big things coming so this might not be your only feature on here you know if you're always willing anytime you have time let alone you know we're working on some other things to where it's going to be bigger and it's going to be more than just me and kind of working on the network so if you know i definitely would be willing to feature you and and that would be something to do in the future but is there any last words you want to say before we go
1: Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, you know, it's funny. This was my first podcast. I just appreciate you talking, you know, meeting new people. I mean, I mean, we're on opposite sides of the country and we're just, you know, obviously we're relating on things, you know, right. And uh, it's just really cool to to talk to you and, you know, see what we have in common and just share kind of our stories. Um, Again, I appreciate you having me on and uh, that's all I got. I, I don't know. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Like I said, man, I appreciate you for coming on. And we're going to continue to follow you. So everybody needs to know, man, we're going to follow Garrett Owens, running back for Duquesne this year. We're going to catch the games that are on TV. And on that note, Up in Flames is out.